state of grace is a state of mind. Um, okay. <laughs> there's his merch t-shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. Taylor. Taylor Welcome to the Sad, Beautiful, Tragic Podcast. We are coming at you with episode five this week, a much, much, much revered episode by at least yours truly. It is the red episode, Red Deluxe. So buckle up, get ready to find out where she was then, where she is now in comparison, where we were then, where we are now, how we listened to it then, how we're listening to it now, everything in between, and then, oh my God, the all too well moment of this season, which I think has been looked forward to by all of us. Let's uh, let's get started by checking in. We're actually, after last week's episode um, of uh, Speak Now, recording that in person, we had such a great time doing that. And with, like I said in the beginning, with Red being such like a, a monumental episode for us, um, we thought we have to do this one in person as well. So we're actually today coming at you live from Claire's house, which is in the Manny Young section of Philadelphia. It is very cozy in here. She, there's a Christmas tree, which has been up not as of last weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, but the weekend before Halloween. Yeah, I want to say it was right around there. Yeah. Mid, late October. Do you want to explain and therefore save yourself or... I mean, I don't have any, honestly, I don't have any shame, no matter what, of having That's it up. That's why we love it. But <laughs> there is a reason, actually, why my roommates and I chose to put it up this early. My two roommates actually knew that they were leaving by mid-November for the holidays, so they still wanted a Christmas feel in their home before they traveled to their homes um, safely uh, for till 2021. So I got to get the benefits of having Christmas up since October, and I honestly am not complaining, Studies have shown that Christmas decorations actually boost the mood, and I think that's what we all need right now in 2020, and it's been wonderful to have a Christmas tree up. I mean, I'm right there with you. I do not, did not agree with the trend in April of people. It wasn't like they tried to start a movement, I feel like, but it was like a smattering of neighborhoods here and there across the country that tried to put up Christmas lights in April. I did not see that. Oh, you that. didn't hear about that? Oh my God. Yeah. Was my, that the Tiger King era of quarantine or like the baking bread? Post Tiger King, right around baking your own sourdough bread. Well, we've all been undone first. Oh my god. Now we're in Christmas did you, mode. Did you? Yeah, I watched it all Sunday night. <laughs> you watched the entire I started at like 4.30 and finished at 10.30 for the right finale. Else yeah. yeah, I figured might as well. You finished it before I did. I've been wow, watching it Wow, what a roller coaster of an <laughs> evening. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Allison. But uh, in 2012, to go back, now we're just going back eight years, which doesn't seem like that big of a jump. Um, do we want to talk about us? Do we want to talk about... I think we all remember like the basics of 2012. What were the basics, Allison? Like, like Obama was president, Honey Boo Boo was all the rage. Like... Yeah, I think that captures it pretty yeah, well with Honey yeah. Boo Boo. Yeah. Like you knew where you were at. When Call Honey Me Maybe Boo was Boo. one of the top songs. Like culturally, the lamest movie was a uh, debuting in theaters. Not Obviously. the best, but Russell Crowe sucks. We all know that. Anne Hathaway, get out of here. No. Whoa, whoa. Yes, because I know I can't say anything. In. The interest of time, because this could be a whole season of episodes. 
Can you comment to this podcast if you don't like Anne Hathaway? Because it really is just me and my sister. That's an entirely different conversation than her playing Fontaine. I need yeah. to know. Yes, exactly. No. That is where, that is the outlier. I understand people don't like her because she is that theater girl, which is why I have sympathy for her. But otherwise, her and Fontaine, you cannot deny that performance, no matter what no. your preconceived notions of Anne Hathaway. Okay, so then do you like Eddie Raymond in it? Yeah, I love Eddie Redmayne. I love him in everything he's in. I would yeah. marry that man in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yes, of course. But, but like, okay, I don't think she deserved an Oscar just for losing weight and singing I Dreamed a Dream. We can get into this another time because this could go on forever. But yeah. I feel like every episode, one of our un, like <laughs> unknown segments or unbeknownst to us until now is there's always been like a theater moment. There really is. <laughs> like, a couple ones when I was the music we'll man. Call it, like the Broadway bonanza. Here it is. I was saying to the, um, to the team that we, so we have these documents that say like what was going on in the world when um, when these albums were released and for the top songs every time we get to it the top 10 of the year <laughs> Taylor Swift it's never, never in it. on it <laughs> it doesn't make sense given the facts of the data of when her albums drop like Ex- when they're the, released the selling everything like the everything I wonder like, if further down the line we're gonna get there. absolutely like, do we think oh, by, yeah, like, we I definitely think to. by 1989 like, a song's gonna be sure. on there like shake, shake it off like as much as we Ugh. like we guys I know but I think it's gonna be there yeah. it's gotta be I'd be shocked if it is or style and blank space I feel like it's no, gonna be no I think it's gonna be shake it off shake, really bad blood might be I think blank space is gonna be the top one Ooh. I think it's gonna be shake it off tune in next week to find out yeah <laughs> my god I'm in the edge of my seat you can google it too but okay back in 2012 what was everyone doing Claire well I was a senior in um, high school so you know just really trying to figure out where I wanted to go in life. And I do remember this was a really senior year of my of high school was actually my favorite year of high school. It was the best. If I had to go back to high school, which not that I would want to, this is the year. And I finally joined theater. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> usually when it happens. It finally happened after ever since freshman year of high school for my art credit. I always knew I was like, well, we're not doing like painting. We're not doing any of those. So I chose theater to be it. And I actually loved it and ended up taking like every single class possible throughout high school for theater and was taking a fall like theater credit because by the time I was a senior in high school, I was splitting half my time at my local community college and going and doing high school, like trying mm-hmm. to do both. Um, so like my high school credits were just for like fun and this was one of them and I had a really good relationship with the teacher who was also the director and he was like this is your last chance because he knew I wanted to play lacrosse in college so I I didn't have the spring available and he was he's like just do it he's like I literally have been begging you to do this for so long like please please and I was like no no like it just doesn't seem right like at this point I wasn't doing anything in the winter because I wasn't playing basketball and I just showed up to um, auditions I decided the night before auditions and I just showed up and like had this like random monologue don't even know what it was and I got a call back wow what was the show for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh yeah this is so I was honestly just shocked that I got a call back in general and I did get a speaking role I got to be the interviewer for Augustus so I had to have a German accent for Mm -hmm. it and I did like had to do like a unibrow or something as well like it was so much fun and then my 
other role was um, had even got a quick change for the show and was a Oompa Loompa for the rest of the show once yeah. they went into the chocolate factory and did the show on my knees. The knee pads came back. I was going to say, um, Claire's 5'9". 11. 11. Were you five? You were around. I was 5'11 at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Fully developed human. Yeah, yeah as we are in the senior year of high school. Yeah. Women are children. developed by then. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, seeing a 5'11 Oompa Loompa now makes sense. Uh-huh. But didn't get to play basketball in the winter. Still broke out the knee pads, though. The knee pads made a comeback. Yeah, wow. which is great. Thank God we have those. Honestly, all of the Oompa Loompas did. Our knees were so, still so swollen by yeah. by closing night because yeah. we were also the set movers and our set was two two-story, like, massive yeah. units. We, like, moved them while they were while the actors were walking so it was like we were guiding them through the tr- it was it was so stressful so stressful to like maneuver these things so we were just honestly not to be terrible like we were the unsung heroes of that freaking show <laughs> stage crew always is but it was i don't want to also like this is where I, I i would like to like maybe brag a little bit myself but i actually also got um like mvp for the entire show I Claire, know that sounds there like is boring. no such thing. Yes, I'm not joking. I loved it so much. I went on and considered, I was like, maybe I don't, maybe I'll just skip lacrosse this year because I'm committed. Here's my calling. And I was like, and it was Tarzan. And I was like, I really want to be in Tarzan. Like, who doesn't want to be in Tarzan? Um, I was like, no, we need to play lacrosse. <laughs> and I ended up doing front of the house management and marketing for the show. Wow. And I won a cappy for it, which is like the state of Maryland's Tony. We have cappies here mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah. The so. prep always won, but I never got cast. Tarzan so. swept that really year. Fuck off. I love my high school, but fuck off to the theater department. Um, wow, Claire. Nepotism. Um, oh, that's, that's really wonderful. Yeah. Well, from one drama part, department to the next, what were you doing? So much theater. Uh, <laughs> so much. So this was senior year of high school. Um, At this time, I was interviewing for a theater program for college that I really wanted to get into, which I eventually did. Um, I was was ready for that. During that time, it was the fall play. And I don't know if I was in it or like or assistant directing there somehow. But then there was a community theater show that I was assistant directing called Zombie Prom. And it was in October. At the Barn Playhouse. The Barn! We love the Barn! Speaking of Les Mis, that's where I was, Jean Valjean and Les Mis. Yes. So... Full circle. Yep, yep. I remember seeing that because I would still get their emails and I would have definitely had a reaction (laughs) to Zombie Prom. It's actually a really fun show. It's kind of like Grease meets uh, The The Walking Dead. (laughs) But the music is so... It's actually really good. It's very entertaining. But no, the musical is actually really fun. I think you guys would enjoy it. But so I was doing that. Theater, theater, more theater, no sports. I saw Lamez in theaters multiple times. I, I went. Lamez came out Christmas Day. I was down in Florida with my family. Mm-hmm. We opened gifts in the morning. I left at 2 p.m. by myself and saw the movie by myself in theaters. So I was like, I can't wait another day. This has to happen now. Oh. And I did. I, I love wept. that. It was great. Um, I was also a senior, but in college at NYU, um, I was, um, I finished my um, internship over the summer with Pepsi. I was in like their communications department. I liked the company enough or I liked the people. I just was studying marketing at Stern and wanted to work in that department. So I interviewed towards the end for that and got a full-time offer. So like senior year was smooth sailing, which was great. Um, but I, that, 
that doesn't mean that I took it easy. I had very much like a full-time on-campus job as the uh, head tour guide at NYU. I've um, never, I didn't never know this about you. Oh, yeah. Did you walk backwards all the time? No, we couldn't. Really? Because we were walking on the streets of New York. Okay, that makes sense. So we also How like... You project your voice? We wouldn't, like I would, you'd have to like finesse and like make sure people knew where they were going, but you would talk to people as you're walking in between stops. Is this why you always take us around NYU when you're in New York? No, I just happen to love like that's that's my favorite. I haven't gotten this tour yet. I really want to get like the the Ryan Lewis below 14th Street and above like Canal. That's my section. Yeah, I I feel like I had a real a real career um, in the admissions department um, because my first year, my freshman year, basically when I got to NYU, I was not coming home. Um, So even during the summer, I just stayed there and gave tours during the summer because obviously they would happen. So my freshman year, the summer after freshman year, I was a reckless party kid and was shopping at this store that is now um, out of business called Oak, which was like an amazing store. They had all this like David Rose would shop there a hundred percent. So they had all those like long, like drapey, neutral tones, blacks, whites, all the things. Um, But then they also, it was kind of grungy and dirty. So there was a lot of like tattered stuff. So I would wear (laughs) these shirts where my nipples would just be out no matter how much I shuffled or shifted the shirt or put it in a certain way. So at the end of the summer, after my freshman year of NYU, um, our director of Dean of admissions emailed the entire, um, tour guide base. Wait, you would wear that while tour guiding. While tour guiding. <laughs> I literally, well, okay, so then after that, he was like, and moving forward, everyone has to wear the uniform. It used to be like you could, you only had to wear the track jacket, and then it was summer, so like you would wear it when you like introduce yourself, but then when you were touring, you could take it off or in between stops when you're outside. Um, But he was like, you now have to wear the t shirt and a track jacket. He was like, we've been getting complaints about, and in the email, he put visible nipples, and everyone knew it was me. <laughs> why I just why did you think that was okay it's New York I, because I was I know scared. it's New York and like no one cares and you're actually showing the parents and the kids like and this I was is like diversity and asshole like, like I was oh. either hung over or like yeah. still going at it or like what I just was you may not... be on the job but it's still your summer yes yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly that's the thought to have right oh visible nipples nothing's changed you still yeah. have a no nipple policy I do I really do. You really just want to free that nipple. I, I put it's myself in these situations. For so long. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's where I was at. I was living in the Lower East Side at the time, which is my favorite apartment, but also like the worst. My entire apartment was on a slant. I had a mattress, no bed frame. So it was just on the floor. Um, and when I first moved in, I opened up one of the cabinets because, of course, I didn't do this on like the tour because um, I just needed to get out and find my own place. And there was a cockroach belly up that was still alive and kicking. And like, I'm talking two inches, like <laughs> disgusting. But I was like, this is home. The Lower East Side is such an amazing neighborhood to live in. But um, it was, yeah, it was dirty. Did your parents ever see the place? No. <laughs> no, they did not. But yeah, so that's where I was. But um, I mean, I'm happy to... This album means 
so much to me because I was that asshole. And up until this point, like Fearless and her debut album had had their effect on me when I was like in high school. But I really lost track during Speak Now in terms of my like fandom. But when with the first track, when I heard State of Grace for the first time, like I sold my soul fully. Like we are here. She is she is mine. I am hers. Let's let's go. Yeah. The rest of our lives. The rest of our lives. We have read for today, um, episode five, the deluxe edition, which has 23. Is that the number? 22. Which the one fun fact I really liked when researching this was that it was released October 22nd, 2012. 22 songs, including the smash hit. 22. 22. So I love that. And then what does she do recently? Post not a lot going on, which is from the shirt shirt from 22. 22, And then releases (sighs) the long ponds. Mm -hmm. Sessions, but everyone, all the Swifties did their thing and did their fact checking to f- figure out that she is recording, re-recording for her master's red right now. Did so. you see that people are speculating that she's recording with Marcus Munford? Yeah, Marcus Munford at, at his studio. studio. She posted they a picture at his studio. studio, so they think she's recording red and they're doing the last time together. That Whoa, oh my god, that is that. legitimately that's, yes, that's exactly in what they think my notes. Not about the last time, but about <laughs> yes. That's what they're speculating. Oh my god! If it's with Marcus Mumford, I just got chills thinking. Like you could change that, but I'm like, why don't we change everything has changed? Like get that troll out of here and put Marcus Mumford in there. Now I'm listening. We would be okay with either, but that's what that's that's the research I saw. Oh my god! Because she is recording at his studio. So many speculations. I think we would take either of them, but like, could you imagine him singing? He has the voice for the last time more than everything has changed but again yeah. we can reimagine everything has changed but yeah. the last time with him yeah wow that's just wow okay. that's him right there like, i mean i would honestly take everything well okay anyway we'll get there yeah. we'll get there um but other things about red it became the fastest growing album when it was released um first week sales of 1.2 million copies giving taylor her third consecutive chart topper in the u.s making her the first female artist to have two albums with million selling opening weekends and the album has sold over 7 million copies worldwide since 2020 or as of 2020. I love this. Was the the last one potentially in sync's no strings attached slash celebrity? Probably. You would have to do the research, but I don't know. After 10 years, 2002. uh, I remember celebrity. That was like one of the fastest selling albums in like my memory. I remember that happening. Um, and like pre-ordering it from FYE. I also love that this was the first major chart top for this album internationally. It's She's now going to the UK, Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand is starting to pick up on the Swifty fandom and Red was the album for it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I so. mean, it hits about every genre you could possibly need, mm-hmm. including dubstep, which that was hilarious to read. I <laughs> Dubstep <laughs> artist Taylor Swift. Once we get there. Oh my God. Because I, I was like, I had a lot of thoughts about that. But yeah, this is the first. Was this, this album wasn't fully recognized. Was it recognized at the CMAs or no? It's, um, it won. Yes, it was. It won album of the year. What am I thinking? Not at the Grammys, but yeah, the CMAs. She won which, album, which I am shocked that they allowed. wild that Fearless and Speak Now won album of the year. And this one, this one didn't. How? 
How? I get it. Maybe like three years in a row. But or what like, I'm like even more shocked is that the CMAs chose to recognize this album as yeah, a country album. That's true. With like with the Grammy nominations coming out this past week, a lot of people are feeling that way. Oh, the weekend can do better. He's being okay. He's being so annoying. I feel right bad now. for him. If Yummy, if yeah. Yummy is getting nominated yes. and the weekend yes. isn't, that's ridiculous. But, but what also, did Taylor do when she didn't get a Grammy nomination? She said, "I'm gonna make a better record." So he can suck it up. I completely right agree with you. We love that clip of Taylor on the phone saying, yeah. "I just mm-hmm. have to write a better album." And look what she look but what she's at now could with folklore. Easily swipe out changes um, in best pop album for the weekend at least and I think people would be so much more respected and like that even Say So by Doja Cat has like three nominations I think which is good for her but it's also in terms of other artists and albums that came out I'm very surprised that has that much recognition no but that's like my point of like even today people are like why Justin Bieber saying that his album was shouldn't be pop it's R&B but I truly don't understand at this point Taylor's clearly saying that she shouldn't have been nominated yeah that's that's, I completely agree with that I shouldn't have been nominated but I think at this point with Red it's not country like what are we holding there are some elements but it's not consistent yeah it's some songs individually and so I'm shocked that the CMAs upheld that for this album I mean obviously once we get to 99 like you can't like the transition's been fully made but I mean, the Midwest must have been seeing red. You know? Right. So, but I'm, I'm, it won album of the year for the CMAs, but lost album of the year nomination at the Grammys, but it won best country album Grammy. So that's a good summary of red itself. I think, are we ready to, to dive oh, in? I am Buckle ready. your seatbelts. There's a lot of car themes in here. And also ready. we just for ourselves, some safe driving yep. and conversations that are about to be held. Car themes. I'm walking yeah, fast through the traffic light. <laughs> and then Took the, off faster than the green, green light. Go. go. Um, okay. You look, yeah, I almost, almost ran, almost well. ran the yep. red light because you were looking over at me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is your seatbelt on now? That's why I have now? a stoplight tattoo on my wrist. Um, it's for the Red album. I remember when we got that. Yep. Yeah. Well, Ryan, take it away for this one since you have okay. everyone. We're going to start off with State of Grace, which if you do not remember, this is Ryan's favorite song. Oh, my song. God. State of Grace is a state of mind. Um, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> there's his merch t-shirt. Oh, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, like Allison said, and the secret's out. It's my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time. Um, the drums were my baptism for full Swifty hood. She is God. She is everything. I believe anything that she ever writes, sings, whatever. Um, and this also, oddly enough, perfectly captures how I approached anyone who was ever interested in me. Immediately, like, we're doing this. Yeah, it's a full Aquarius energy right there. We're in it. Full Aquarius energy. Yep. <laughs> oh, you smiled at me. Oh my god. Yeah. When's the wedding? We're getting married. The moment in the second verse before the second chorus, where, um, oh my god, I'm I'm losing um the lyrics. Um, and here, uh, uh, and so we're never the same, but all the shades are wrong. Like that. You learn part. to live with the pain. Mosaic broken hearts. Mosaic broken hearts that is one of my favorite lines or just lyrics she's ever written it captures it whether you've been in love and have had a broken heart but just like life itself like the capturing of a 
of what a heart actually like looks yeah. like through life and like what you go through. Yeah. That has been one of my favorite lyrics she's ever I have written. Two it. tight fists right now, <laughs> like holding all this energy, like fully Keep, I, for. I'm so sorry, I interrupted. Keep going. <laughs> um, but like when I, I think. I think I'm holding this because like when she sings that part, it is like the most ownership she has ever had vocally. Like that part, I just feel completely captivated by her. And like, she is fully, this is where we like feel her maturity, feel her womanhood, mm-hmm. feel all of that. It all happens in this song. And oh my God, it just does not let go. Her voice is so mature yeah. in this mm-hmm. album and how she opens this album vocally and like how it sounds itself just shows like the growth that we're about to experience from Speak Now to Red is holy cow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. State of Grace opens with that and you're just like, this is a different person than yeah. who we listened to. Oh my God, in the last now. verse through the end when she's just belting is yeah. so fantastic. She's so much stronger in this album compared to all yeah. the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's not great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I mean, that's, I I don't really have words for, I feel like I've said all of the ones that I can. Otherwise, I'm speechless towards this song. Yeah. The fact, okay, I have a few more. Um, The fact that it was only a promotional single. you to talk about this here we go it is okay so a promotional single in my mind is not a single because we didn't get a music video for it um it's not there for radio and like i kind of get it because it's five minutes long like the radio doesn't typically pick up those songs but still this is and fuck off if the if they requested a radio edit version because yeah i was just thinking how could you shorten it you you absolutely not Absolutely not. Every moment is just yeah. so like you can't cut anything. Uh, Every it, part it is crucial. Like, that bridge. Yeah. You want me to cut part of that bridge? You it's want me like to? You want Bohemian me to cut part Rhapsody. of? Bohemian Rhapsody. You can't take out an element of that, and it's no. six minutes long. Exactly. Yeah. No. This is her Bohemian Rhapsody. Wait, did Queen get their entire? Um, yeah. Why? Why did I just yeah. think I thought of Lobby? Lobby. <laughs> Yeah, that one gets radio play. Yeah. <laughs> Why did my mind go there for some reason? the kids, baby. Can you imagine? <laughs> Bohemia, that's why. Yeah, but no. I disagree. Um, a promotional sing- single is still a single. It was released separately and therefore promoted. Yeah. And therefore people heard it before the album was released. I mean, without this song, arguably you could say, like, would it have done this well? Would the album have done this well? Like, this is buzz. There are so many singles. There are seven. Four of them were in the top 10. And before that, I think. I'll be super honest before we get much further into this album. When Red was released, I didn't like it. Really? Yes. I don't know why. And I kind of like. We're talking about the song or the single? The album. The album. The album. Like, I don't remember, like, the promotional thing. Like, I remember, like, I remember 22 and, like, I knew you were trouble being released. And I was like. I remember I knew you were trouble being released. And I was and being like, like, no. And, and then. But then. <laughs> and then was just kind of like, I didn't. I was just getting annoyed with with things in the but album. But now we've kind of gotten used to that. Like now we yeah, get shake I it think off. Now we get it, me. Now mm-hmm. like yeah. we get this bullshit. Yeah. And then we get brilliance. Yes. So 
I just didn't really pay attention to the Red Album. Mm. And then it, it, it grew on me over time. Yeah. So I actually... Hmm. Hmm. Can okay. you say you're a Swifty to say that you didn't like the Red Album when it was released? I didn't oh, like I really it. I don't remember it when it was released. I remember because I was going on my official vi- visit to college for the one I went to. And um, it came out like that exact week. And we were all just, like, we all were singing it. Like, oh, fun. With, like with the girls. like, And yeah. I just and you were like, mm, can we put on speak now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's wrong with speak? You know, we all. Yeah, Ryan, what's wrong with speak now? I think reminder. I think you there are really a few things it. wrong. There are a few things, not many, not as many as I thought before going into recording that episode. But there are still a few things. Wrong. I'm saying I love Red now. I fully stand yeah. Red now. Actually, re-listening to it, I found some more things that I am annoyed with the album than what I oh. thought it was. Came on the other side, <laughs> I, I fell harder. <laughs> there's very few bad things about this album. I think there's a couple of moments I'm like, what is it doing here? But I still fully respect Red. I think it's honestly, I still do think it's one of her best albums. But I, I feel like it's good to know when this album came out, I didn't like it. So no, I can't. That's part of this podcast. Remember where, how we listened to it then, how we're listening. I to can't it remember when like that opening tune is State of Grace until like, I'll be honest, until I think I moved to Philly is when I bought into Red. Wow. Really? That long? Me a while. Wow. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all this talk of Red, let's talk about the namesake, you know? Oh, please. Allison. I love his song so much. Melodically, I'm obsessed with the chorus. It, The part where it's like the flashbacks and echoes and the breakdown of Loving Him Was Blue, just the whole build of that is so good. It's such structurally a fantastically built song. It's just, every time I hear it, I it gets better and better. Every time you hear it, it hits a bigger punch. That's almost... Yes. That's almost yeah. And like when you think you got knocked out, then there's another punch. Yeah. Then there's mm-hmm. another punch and suddenly you're just, right. you're yeah. not here anymore. You're soaring. Yeah. Soaring. I think it's insane that these two songs are the first two songs of the album. Holy. What? Like where, yeah. how high you are. Like where else do you go right. after that? Which right. I, so many places. You know where we're going. But Red is so good. It's such an underrated. I think State of Grace gets a lot of appreciation and love yeah. for what it is. But I don't think Red gets enough love and appreciation for what the song is. Yeah. It is incredible. State of, they both play in two separate worlds where in those two separate worlds there's like a duality to it for me state of grace plays in rock country red plays in pop country and this red to me is her first like foray into pop music as she plays around with auto-tune during the mm-hmm. red mm-hmm. and she starts to warp her voice a yes. little bit. and that's like the for me like oh I see where we're going I mean like to your point two pops in a row we do not deserve um, and I I do I love the color play and the mm-hmm. lyrics and um, Halsey nice try <laughs> later on yeah but good luck. Nice try. No one can do colors like Taylor Swift. She owns the color red. Exactly. exactly. I think this album has the strongest bridges, and State of Grace and Red mm-hmm. are highly top contenders. We yeah. all know what my favorite bridge is ever, and we haven't gotten there yet. But um, Red's bridge is just like we are in what's a very like river esque country, guys. Like we're in Pittsburgh, the city of um, what? <laughs> The country of Pittsburgh. I know. 
welcome. I know. I was trying to think like passport, fin- guys. I was trying to think like Finland, Norway. My mind blanked, and then I was like, nope. Pittsburgh, you Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh? like the city of bridges. So we yeah. went back into the United States scrim? because we can't travel internationally right now. No, Pittsburgh's the city of bridges. Uh, yes, because they have the two rivers that meet. No, but there's like nine or ten bridges that like join the city in. Sure, but I'm saying like they're surrounded by rivers. Right. Yeah. And you have to like go through like even yeah. like a mountain, and then like the city emerges, yeah. and you're like over. Anyways, like I, Red is Pittsburgh. the album of Bridges. I hate Pittsburgh too, yeah. but Red is the album of Bridges. It yeah. is incredible, and this is just one of them. You just get uh, this is an album like these two. Red is a song I love driving to and mm-hmm. just like singing at the top of my lungs. Oh, like yeah. you, serotonin, endorphin <laughs> high. If that's what you need in life. Are we ready to go into treacherous? Yeah, let's do it. This, this slope is I. The bridge. We scale back for a second, only to be thrust right back in. I was gonna say, if you slander this song right now, I was like, you can just leave the house. Yeah. Like this is one of her most. It's incredible. No, this is my favorite type of her music mm-hmm. styling. Like mm-hmm. pulls you in, yeah. gently, and just chews you and spits you out at the end. Like it is so excellent, yeah. so masterfully done. Yeah. Yeah. The soft guitar. And yeah. like that's really all you have except for like until it builds further yeah. into the and song. And that light, gentle percussion. Yes, I'm too. so happy you mentioned so, that. It, it was hits the ears right so nicely. Oh. <laughs> After you got like assaulted, but in like the best way. Right. Like I love getting hit I like just, that. But like, oh, and then it's just, mm. mm. Even the title alone, like the word treacherous has such a strong connotation to it right. yeah. i think for such a soft song the lyrics are so it's so awesome it's, yeah. but you can just so much imagine heavier. the imagery of yes. how that falling in love like so fast and so mm-hmm. quickly and like being scared but going for it at the same time yeah and you can just picture it so well my favorite lyric from this um okay. do you know which one it is i don't know but i wrote something too so my, you say the same thing it would be really cool ah. my favorite lyric from this song is because nothing safe is worth the drive oh i didn't know that, that is a fave like mm-hmm. it just captures so much mm-hmm. right there with all of it but I just always remember too like the Reputation concert yes shut up (laughs) we did get that (laughs) we did get that I will say that without when you do an acoustic version it is missing that big element at the end so don't feel like you miss out too too exactly we've gotten never grow up yeah but also never grow up yeah I love the this daydream is dangerous. This hope is treacherous. I like it. And that whole breakdown of the lyrics, it's so stunning. Yeah. But for, yeah, for me, I mean, I'm full on, in terms of like imagining what kind of love this is, I am full on Cruella DeVille and 101 Dalmatians gripping the wheel, like, and going, yep, this feels right. Let's go. Um, what? <laughs> you know, where she's like in the final scene oh, and, and crazy she's eyes. like. <laughs> That's me in in Hair not in not fully. so great love. Mm-hmm. That's me in the in the yeah in the toxic kind of love relationship in the I knew you were trouble kind of relationship. Which shall we? Uh, let's do, do it. We have well, to? I'll I'll go into it. Um, when it was an initial single, I hated it so much. Like she was going into or like fully owning this like pop country crossover and 
between this and then I, I don't know what the order was, but it, they both to me came out at the same time. And I was just like, it's too much. I knew you were trouble. And no, we are never getting back together. I lumped these two as yes. the same song. I, yeah. yeah, I think that's fair. Or I did until the live versions came out. And when she started to add the haunted, spooky element to this song, suddenly I am a I'm pr- big I, That's when I fan. appreciate it. Yeah. But I can't, I don't appreciate it any other version. No, 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 no. no. It's too... I feel like we're back to her speak now fearless like attitude. Yes. Whereas her for the first three songs, it's this like more mature look at love and everything. And then we get to I knew you were trouble. And I'm like, are we back to being 15? Right. And that's I think that's where I just don't like it. My favorite thing is (laughs) about this song, which I personally I'm like, I can't stand the dubstep version. Like hearing this, and honestly, I am I don't this is a skip for me every time it comes up on shuffle. Mm -hmm. So having to listen to this recently for for the podcast, I fully listened to it again. I was like, wait, there's like so much dubstep in here. And I was so confused. And I was doing research and my I laughed that Time congratulated Swift on being the first major artist to fuse country and dubstep. Do you want to be congratulated for that? I was going to say, who that? wants that? Who asked for that? Yeah. Do we like, want that? I mean, I like it. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I like the synthetic pop dub sound um but i don't care it goes in i like twisting around country but like i don't know if in this well i don't see the country aspect to it that much i mean i mean there's for this no song, country no. yeah why besides uh, i mean kind there's kind of a twang the to the guitar part? in the beginning yeah. a little shout out specifically to the goat population in general mean population <laughs> you can't not talk about it that video was the funniest yeah peak humor that was uh, it's Every still. Every time I listen to it, I just hear that. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> shooting tears. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> shooting tears into <laughs> into pouring tears. Um, well, you couldn't take a sharper left turn from. I, I know. Ooh, no. Here we are. No. Track five. We're here for all too well. Do we have to say it? Like, do we need to talk about it? It's so. We all know. I know. Like, yes. I, all like, I wrote down was. She's like, where do you start? Yeah. This is the track five of all yeah. track fives. Of like, course, no, of course. There will be no match yeah. for this ever. Um, as pretty much anyone who's listening to this podcast knows, um, she was advised that she needs to shave this down from eight minutes to five and a half. Um, there are two missing verses, and we're like, you could have made this song an album length, and we all would have right, been we would fully. Be we still got six minutes of Dear John though, so somehow that didn't get cut. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. It. Uh, the, the story it tells. The story it tells. And she, I don't know how how she does it, where it's like, it is so towing the line of what I hate about her lyrics, but it never crosses it. Making it really personal. Exactly. And this is arguably, I mean, one of her most personal songs. Yeah, exactly. Do you really think it is? I don't think it is. Really? I think it's soon you'll get better. Uh, well, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Absolutely. Because she said she would right. never even perform that, and then we Which got, and the fact we that don't we don't want to hear that. No. Absolutely. No, I mean, uh, personally, relationship-wise, I think this is the most personal she's gotten in a relationship. Yeah. No, that's but, very true. I, I mean, I just, for, for for this song, there's so many, like, visuals that we all, like, can... Dancing around the kitchen to the refrigerator. Yeah. I think that's my favorite line I, from this song. Yeah. Um, and I think why everyone loves that one, too, a lot is it humanizes because that's such a thing that 
you know, um, it's an intimate moment that yeah. you also know like, what a special moment that is. Right. When you do get that. And everyone can easily do that. It's not like I'm off jet setting somewhere with this love. It's yeah. like the simplicity, but the depthness like that it holds right there too. It's just like so romantic. Yeah. I mean the from that to I will I will not I will refuse to leave this planet until I see this song performed live personally like I just yeah. I, I can't mm-hmm. um, not um, I mean I'm trying to like I do what is what is there to say um, I always forget that the song like obviously not now but when I was first reappreciating red years ago I you, I used to think the song ended at after the bridge, and you know how it dies yeah. out, and then, and then it goes. And photo time, album on time the goes time. by. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I used to be like, oh, it's over. Like that makes complete sense. Like we yeah. had the entire build, and then it comes back in so beautifully, mm-hmm. and almost because you like you do think it ends. Like time goes by, she lets that die out, and then it, you're like, wow, that was so artistically and intentionally done yeah. for this huge build of bridges of all bridges and you're like screaming and you're yelling and singing all at once and then fades out of like what that breakup is and then you remind her of like time passing yeah which oh my gosh like to put that together like that is incredible it's there's that i mean like the you call me up again just to break, break me, me like, like a, a promise. promise. That oh is my just <laughs> that. And thank God this song is five and a half minutes because I had a 40 minute walk back to my hotel where I needed um, to listen to this song as I tried to. I've mentioned this uh, story, not this specific part of the story, but going and like trying mm-hmm. to rekindle um, an old, very serious flame. And I when that didn't happen in this person, is actually who I think of with the refrigerator legs. I vividly remember it down um, the shore with this individual. And um, when it didn't work, I walked back to my hotel 40 minutes, listened to this song just under eight times over and over and over again. And just like sunglasses on, it was 6.30 p.m. Um, and, and just like tears streaming. But then felt I had dinner by myself that night and like a, a total cleanse. Like it's just it's not like anytime you listen to one of her songs whether it has to do with love friendship family whatever like it's it's reasons for that it's reasons to reminisce it's reasons to work through it's reasons to to feel whatever but um yeah this song means a lot to so many of her fans and justifiably so it is absolutely brilliant did you get your scarf back no, they're actually T-shirts that I love that I that do not you, that's have. That's left there. Yeah, never got it mailed back. Wow, <laughs> I wonder where, yeah. where they are now. Yep. Any remaining thoughts? I mean, obviously, I think we'd all agree this is one of her best songs she's released, right? I mean, with folk. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's her best song. How old was she for this album? 21 was that it came out. In the- Wait, right? If you can captivate a listener. 23, excuse me, 23. For this long. But lyrics, um, time won't fly, it's like I'm paralyzed by, li- by it. I'd like to be my old self, but I'm still trying to find it. 23. Yeah. Like, that is insane for her to write that at that age but i uh i want the other verses i want yeah all of yeah. it i want the whole I thing really we're getting it don't say that <laughs> would you play that in class a hundred percent 
hundred percent. I would be like, all right, never playing the original one anymore. <laughs> so we're only are now here for this eight <laughs> Yeah. I don't know about you, but I guess we'll have to hop into twenty two. Well, I don't know if we want to start off positively or negatively because I have good feelings about this. You cannot have fun to this song. Yes. That's all I have to say about that. If if the exactly. if the mere goal of the song is to have some fun, then there it is. Yeah. If you need something to lift you up after this crying your eyes out episode to all too well. Do you want this whiplash though? Like after going through that yeah. entire Listen. thing with all too well. Yeah. Do you really want to hear like Broadway Bonanza you? moment? Broadway Bonanza. This song to me is that moment after in Hamilton, it's quiet uptown. Can we get back to politics? <laughs> this is it. Please. This is it. This is the please moment. Yep. Like, yep. To be fair for that, I barely make it through It's Quiet Uptown. No matter how many times I listen to it, I cannot. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not cognizant through that song. Yeah. This song is a complete, like, from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this song is like college pregame party. It's a blast. It came out right around. Yeah. Like, it's, you cannot like it. I turned 22 after it came out. It is a rite of passage. And, like, again, this is where I'm, like, being, like, annoying. But on Instagram now, I hate when people, like, are posting, like, stories for someone's birthday and they're turning 22 and they're, like, you know, do the cheesy, like, I don't know about you, but I know you're feeling 22 or they like play the song with the picture what else are you supposed to do at 22 it's not a big milestone year for anything else nothing else happens that year yeah but haven't you wait 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 wait. but haven't you said you don't like playing 22 when someone turns 22 in class well yeah it's like it's like when people say oh can you it's my birthday can you play kygo's happy birthday i'm like no i can't but that's like or Katy Perry's birthday. I was gonna say Selena Gomez, but like that's my point. Like, but at twenty two, you should play it for yourself because like, what else do you have to do at twenty two? Yeah, because like you just, it's basically like you had the all too well birthday of twenty one, like the epic birthday, and now like, oh, I'm just twenty two. Yeah. At least I have a song. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I almost do. The song is gorgeous. Yeah, it's personally not my favorite, but. We should mention how a not my favorite on red is like trying to scientifically pick a favorite M&M flavor. They all taste the same. They all taste iconic. They're amazing. Really? Because I feel like there's one. I think there's like, yeah, there's a song that I actually like we're on and I hate yeah, it. There is. This song is very pretty. I I think it's hard when there's so many other gorgeous slower songs on yeah. this album that it's it, it's you almost feel bad for it because what you're putting it up against because yeah. like I think on Fearless or Speak Now this would be like the the shining star of yeah. of mm-hmm. it but when you put it up against like Treacherous All Too Well a couple of other ones on here we haven't gotten to yet. It isn't, it, it falls it's behind. falling short. I think I'm also coming into this very positively because I can hear the ghost of, um, what did we call him? Scooter. The ghost of Scooter. Is he gone? He would be on, like, you can hear his placement in it and he's not there. I'm and really so I'm happy just like, for you. But you didn't recognize All Too Well. He's, he's in, he's in All Too Well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nothing you can do to ruin that for me. No. But yeah. I mean, yeah, the song's beautiful. But because you have 22 songs on the album, it kind of falls in the cracks. I also think I gave it a little bit more positive and favorable of a review because I, and I'll talk about this later too, I was anticipating the final few songs to be not that great. 
Like to me, I just like kind of throw away, begin again. And the moment I knew and come back, be here. I don't know why I think. Well, because the last two albums, all the last three songs on the deluxe are not great. Right. You just make an assumption and there is one that's a garbage <laughs> can. But, um, yeah. but for me, I realized as I was listening to it, I get emotional burnout experiential burnout from this album like I am just like so and that I just like forget I forgot about begin again the moment I knew come back Mm -hmm. be here when being forced to listen to them specifically I'm just like oh my god so going back like yeah I almost do compared to specifically those three songs like eh, it doesn't it's great Mm -hmm. but like those three songs are actually brilliant yes Um, speaking of brilliant (laughs) We are never ever getting back together. This is the lead single from the album. So there it is. This is again, it's the shake it off. What she does. It's it's how she does singles. Throwing us off. I don't know what I meant when I wrote it's fun to act out. But I wrote that. What? I don't know what that means. I listened to this over the weekend. I don't know what that means. But it's slaps, whatever. I'll always listen along, but it's fun to act out. What's fun to act out? I the spoken word part? Like he called me up and I say I still uh, love you. Like, do you act out that uh, part? Maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah. What? Maybe. Saying we're never What's getting back together. No. <laughs> no. It's so fun. Like, okay, yes, it's a lead single, but whatever, it slaps. Without this song, Pitchfork and other snobby media wouldn't have been able to say Taylor Swift made that indie record that's much cooler than hers. Yeah. Which, that's why I love this song, because that was my, besides Biden wins the election, that was my favorite headline of 2020. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, this song, I'm just like, ugh, whatever. So next. Allison, yeah. do you appreciate the spoken word in this? Or? No, I hate it. Oh, I love the spoken word in this. That's well, the only thing I like in this song, but yeah. But okay, I like it better than the spoken word in Shake It Off. Oh. No, I can't choose. I can't choose. <laughs> oh, which, which like... <laughs> Don't make me choose. Are, like, songs that we really... Really? I love both those. I love saying them. Oh, I think we have. Okay, so do you like... like so then what about Spelling's Fun? Oh, that oh, is that. bottom of the list. Okay, okay. That is third, yeah, that is, and then Shake It Off, and do the chant very we well are never... It. Yeah. Oh. Sick. Beat. Okay, we'll get it. Wow. I, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Um, uh, I don't have much to say about the next one either. Well, to nobody's surprise, I really enjoy this I song. I knew you I'm were going to love it. this song. We're talking about Stay, Stay, Stay for all of our listeners. Yeah. This is And I the want moment. you go, go, go right. and skip this song. <laughs> this is the moment where like one step forward towards progress always is met with like three steps backward this is her inner child begging her to this feels like we're back in fearless or speak now my notes literally say this just came on and i audibly yelled i hate this song (laughs) yeah i enjoy it but i don't think it belongs in this it doesn't belong on this album if anything maybe to love we became a woman with state of grace yeah and why, well. Yeah. And this one, yeah. Why are we aging ourselves backwards? And also, when you're, it's very ironic that she's singing a song, We Are Never Getting Back Together. And, and then, then the stay. next song is she's like, 
yeah. telling a guy to stay. Although this is the red, red is a the most like up and down roller coaster crazy relationship. So I will vouch for that storyline um, because that happens. Well, let's talk about a storyline. Oh, okay. We're, I'm so oh, glad we're quickly we're, skipping through. Yeah. Stay, stay, stay. Yeah, okay, like, so now we're now we're, we're on at last the last, time. Time. which I did not know. Gary Lightbody was the lead singer. You didn't so know that until this weekend. Wow, I'm so surprised. It makes so much sense. You would you would appreciate it. Yeah. Too. Well, I'm always like his voice sounds so familiar, but I couldn't ever pinpoint it. We were listening to Snow Patrol recently, and I was like, I hope that he's playing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, they because they reworked like all of their hits. Really? It is so, so they like made them all so delicate. It's not. I don't want to call it acoustic. I just want to call it like stripped, is what it is. Okay. But it's so good. It's so good. Um, and it's not live. It's like just they did it in the studio. Yeah. Um, but between the last one and this one, we grew up by at least two decades. Um, His voice is so hot. It, re- it really is. It's like well, okay. sexy and this. deep. I mean, I thought that a collaboration couldn't be matched after this, but then Exile came out. Which they are very similar vibes. Yes. Yeah. You could say the last time walked so Exile could run. Yeah. It is. It ju- this has a little bit more, a, a little bit louder of an emotional cry to it. Whereas Exile, they've both kind of resigned. Yes. This one, there's a well, fight. I to think it. like when they are singing the O's together, uh, you are almost like you can hear both of them like fighting yeah. for like wanting the relationship to work, but it's not gonna work. And like knowing, and you're just like. <laughs> and the switch from acoustic to electric is just oh it, is God. such a pivot. It is so such a epic. pivot. Yeah. Incredible. Like the yeah. Incredible. And the viol- violins, there's yeah. violins, right? Is the there's there? some like yeah. there's something yeah. that builds. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's supporting the the electric, but, but it's so, it's like yeah. soft but powerful yeah. at the same time. Uh, and then the acapella exit is just like it's is. haunting. It's gentle. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Marcus Munford. Yeah. Could you imagine? No. I mean, I would also uh, love this with Bonnie Bear. Ooh. Like with Justin Vernon. I That would be... I mean, the hard thing is, is like Gary Lightbody. He like he did it. Like you really yeah. can't. There's not no, much. You, is, there there's not much you can outdo here. There's like a, you're yeah, replacing him as if he's that dead. Yeah, but also, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like replace Ed Sheeran. Like, we don't say, like, give a shit. No, but like but Gary, like, like we appreciate what you gave yeah. in that song. It is perfect. Like yeah. ten out of ten. But it's it's fun to imagine what else could be done. But there's not much more that could be redone here. It is. Yeah. Chef's chef's yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Speaking of perfect. <laughs> We're going to let Claire lead with this one. Holy ground. My holy ground song. I become a different human when I hear this song. The opening of this is, I feel like, sheer perfection. Yeah. You just become, I become like a little 12-year-old, like just dancing and... Also, this like I do love the lyrics as well in relationship wise, but what gets me is the bridge. 
every yeah. single time. Like tonight, I want to dance. Like for all that we've been through yeah. tonight, I just want to dance. Like I can't even think. I'm blacking out right now. Like what the <laughs> lyrics are, but like come on, like tell me you don't like want to like belt that at the top of your lungs yeah. and also like dance around it as well. And it's cool too because I didn't realize this, but this is one of her few songs that she's talking about a breakup, but is actually appreciating a breakup for what and finding the good in a breakup. Yeah. And I didn't really like realize it because I just like become a different human when I listen to it every single time. But like pulling from like the goodness of it rather than just being like the sadness and the anger from it, um, which I which I think is so cool. But well, no, it's that moment after a relationship where it's just like you do eventually reach this point where it's not all like, you know, fuck him or fuck her or whatever. Like they did this, this horrible thing, horrible thing. It's when you get to the end of it where it's just like, but I'm this person now because of that. And that's the beautiful thing about it. So like for that, we can celebrate. I also love that this is this is a time where the lyrics are great, but you also there's a part of your like ear that latches on to that. Ooh, hey, ooh, Thank you for bringing that up because that. that was my question for you. I like, like the, the female vocal. I like the female vocal support in this. Yeah. I yeah, really so is that okay? appreciate it. Yeah. I took because note like, of it. I took note of it. I was like, here I, we have female vocal support. <laughs> yes. Loved that. It's it's interesting to me that I pick this up, but for a song like Out of the Woods, I didn't until the live version notice that O part. Oh really? Yeah, no, I didn't. I sing along to all vocal parts every single time. Until she, like, deconstructed it for the tour. Yeah. Um, but for this one, like, it is so, you hear it, it's such a crucial part. It's, like It It carries the song. Yeah. Like, the the percussion and the O's, yeah. I think, really carry the song through. I am excited to hear this redone vocally. Because, I, I mean, it's good, but I think it's going to be the next yeah. level with it. Yeah. Guys, we've arrived. It's our Does anyone actually like this song? Not really. <laughs> I was thinking. All I said was, it was it's depressing AF. Like, this song okay. is not. We're at, we're at the sad, beautiful, tragic song. We love a waltz. Let's talk about the positives. You love a waltz. I love a waltz. You do. Um, it is a perfect breakup song. I love how gentle it is. And look, do you know how obnoxious it would be if we were trapped in a room with of like personal embodiments of all too well. Like you need to have your support staff. You need to have your like type B personalities, not in a land of like type A's. So like you need moments like this to like capture a relationship in a very heartbreaking, devastating way, but not one that's like so overwhelming and like hits you so hard. Like sometimes like when I, what exactly when I want to process a breakup, like I want to hit it softly. Okay. So this is a song where you like take the time that you need. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not ready to go there, there, there. I'm just ready to go there, there or there. Yeah. Okay. I would say this place is just there. One there. One, one there. there. Yeah. I can't even think of any of the verses I listened to. I, the the melody. That's it. That's the only line I remember. It's very slow. I love her breathiness. Mm-hmm. I'm also very yeah. much, I love the sound of it. Yeah. I love the sound of yeah. it. Lulls you to sleep, but in like an impactful way. I feel like there's an impact. Yeah. I'd put this on like a sleep yeah. playlist. Um, it's, it's good. I find it ironic that this is like our podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is a song we listen because to the least. this is like something we don't even 
this is the first time I think we're even talking about the song yeah. itself yeah, exactly. because we were trying to decide a podcast name. We were just throwing out well, different I song mean, names. Like the three um, descriptors capture the relationship. The three descriptors kind of capture this podcast because yeah. <laughs> it's sad that we have it. <laughs> But beautiful because like it brings so much joy and light to all of us and hopefully our listeners and tragic because of that reason, <laughs> because it's also beautiful. <laughs> Where are we going? Because is it yes. tragic? There we go. Tragic that nicer. we're nicer. driven us to do this. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of being noticed, the lucky one. I mean, like speaking as somebody who grew up on Britney Spears. Um, oh, this is, I didn't even think that. Oh, when I when I was reading the lyrics, I was just like, "This is her lucky." Like it is that same exact plotline of having it all, but wanting still being so unhappy, yeah, and therefore wanting to leave it all behind. Well, look what the summary I wrote about a star who had it all and who was also exposed to all the tabloids, lights, and cameras, <laughs> and after all, she was. After her secrets were being leaked all over the world, she was done. She moved away to a life of solitude, and nobody knew where she had gone. That's lucky. Yeah. Just in a much slower beat. Yeah. I am obsessed with the old Hollywood story. Yeah. It is. Oh, my God. I love this song. Better than Great American Dynasty, that's for sure. This. Shut up. This song is not. This song is not as good as the last Great American Dynasty. Disagree. I. Are you actually kidding me i actually like the lucky I'm one actually siding with ryan i, I mean it's no it's another no. song that isn't no. like it's another song that isn't necessarily i'm not like wild for it but it's picking an m&m color you would All pick you would pick the lucky one over the last great american Dynasty. yes 100 percent. i would pick I last great american dynasty why over, i've always loved this song it's this role it's this so song i would pick last great american dynasty over i almost do now that they're like similar, but I'm just saying like one that we were kind of on the uh, on the fence about. Like I don't, I really don't like that song. You just said I picked the last great American. No, Dynasty I mean over. I pick. I almost do over the last great American Dynasty. Thank you for correcting me or pointing that out. Um, I really don't like that song, but like that's for episode thirteen. Um, We've but, been battling at the since the album came out, but I just I don't understand how you can appreciate the lucky one more than the last Great American Dynasty. How can you not appreciate this song? I do appreciate oh. the song. I think it's fun. I think it, it's cool how like she start, these storytellings. Like again, this is a glimpse into like what folklore is. The yeah. story of Joni Mitchell and Kim Wilde supposedly, yeah. um, and she does the exact same thing in the last Great American Dynasty. I just love the I love right, the and guilt. you I appreciate it. I love the guilt that's associated with any of this, whether it's like Britney's lucky or like I also think of um, Maggie Rogers, like you must be so happy now, like all the of like what people tell you you should be feeling. But you're like, I sure like that makes sense to you. But I actually don't like I I personally when I they take that, the celebrity so. and humanize it and break it down from a different lens. I just think yeah. this yeah. beat is so basic. What? It is, but the story isn't. Or the way it's told isn't. Yeah. I, I'm just, we're, like, if I keep talking, I'm just going to, like, get frustrated. Yeah. Um, and we're just. So why don't we change it up we're then? We're not there yet. Do, uh, Let's just uh, change everything. To <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything has changed. changed. I would love this song if it were with anyone else. 
A-N-Y-O-N-E. Do you not like this song now because you hate Ed Sheeran now? Or have you never liked this song? I didn't like it then either. Did you ever like Ed Sheeran? I've never really liked Ed Sheeran. Like, Shawn Mendes doesn't really excite me that much, but I'd take him on this. Oh, he doesn't have the voice for it. I disagree. I can hear him on this song. I can hear him on this song specifically. He could never do the last time. If you want to imagine the song right now... I don't know. Maybe I could see like Niall Horn or something different, okay. but in that same realm of pop. Yeah, boy and I'd lose my mind if it's Harry. No, um, <laughs> but I'm also like here for women collaborating together. That didn't happen enough back then, or even like just take this on yourself. Like Taylor can carry this song. It has to be someone with a folkier vibe. Yeah. Maggie Ooh. would be great. But so this is what I wanted to bring up. Which was, if you could, because we all, like, Gary Lightbody is pretty amazing in the last time. And, like, yeah, there are ways that it could potentially be elevated. But for this one, I feel like it could easily be reworked. What's your dream collaboration? For this song or? This song. Putting me on the spot here. I feel like I need to look at my... I mean, yeah, because the song's cute. So I wonder what kind of collab would make the song edgier well, I, I want like, more edge definitely, like, so I'm gonna depth. say hosier that captured like Ooh. I feel like it needs a sort of a depth that yeah. it doesn't have right now I mean while we're on the bony bear train just throw them on yeah. everything Guys, but I don't know if you can do it answer. I don't know if you can do it yeah that's true answer. it's, a it's not epic song. enough I don't know if that would work okay which direction do we want to go for this <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you know who would be really good on this? Bo from Need to Breathe. Oh, yes. Okay. Like yes, I'm listening. Life. I'm listening. That is my final answer. Like that that's is good. it. That that's is my it. final answer. His raspiness and his depth. But, and like. I, can we also, he, can he not do in the beginning, you ready to go? Like, I, oh, I'm already I like, like shut up. Mm-hmm. No, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I. Otherwise, like, it's such a good song. That's, like, what gets me so upset about it. I think it's, like, the perfect, like, fall song that you put in the background yeah. when you're, like, working from home or just, like, very simple. It doesn't need to do much. And it right. does its job. Yeah. Very, very well. But it could do a better job in the right hands. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, they're part, like, Castle on a Hill and Blow and Beautiful People, I think, are beautiful songs powerful beautiful anthemic whatever i'm just saying i don't understand it i don't what the love and appreciation people have for him yeah because now he's 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 ventured into this territory of like awareness that i don't like we've this is what we talked about before where like when he's on game of thrones and he looks at the camera and it's like yeah it's me it's ed sheeran and then he like of course sings a song by the fire and it's like this was planted that's That's gorgeous though i didn't really like it i didn't really i would have with if they just had somebody pick up a guitar and sing or just like keep it as the background we're we're in westro we're in whatever time period this is like an ed sheeran's here now (laughs) is that the only is r2d2 next (laughs) 
I know. I just don't understand that. I'm, I'm glad I was worried with this song that he was going to take ownership, not necessarily ownership, but like be a, be her Jack Antonoff from this moment forward. And I was like, thank God that ended. Oh yeah. Cause they were like because, a duo yeah. during this, yeah, during they this. Yep. They toured together. They were super close. Like absolutely yeah, she really helped not. Launch into another dimension oh, yeah. of caliber of oh, yeah. fame. Yeah. Which if that's what he used him for, like. Um, okay, let's, let's jump. Um, into some outer space. I love starlight. Yeah. It just makes you want to feel happy. You would it's honestly so think this song is in 1989. Yeah. I disagree. I feel like this feels like a return or like an acknowledgement of where she was. I see both. There I are, mean, it is a pop sound for her. I yes. see where we're so that's, going. That's where it this kind of has, shows yeah, both. Where we're going, but also where we've been. I think this is pop country perfection. Like the blend of both is is there. I just All see, I, see I don't see any. It's I hear the I hear country in the verses with the guitar and the um and the drum. I just keep hearing the chorus in my head. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but then it takes off into that. That's the like pivot for me. But yeah, this song is this song is uh interesting parallel to Superman from the last one, from Speak Now. Like they both are nestled in the same spot or a similar spot and they have that same um. like yeah. The feeling of like being okay. just launched. Yeah. I don't think Superman has the same feeling. Starlight's more powerful. Right. But like they both have this like. If take you take flight. the lyrics out of Superman and listen to it musically, I think it, it, they're pretty similar. I love how the chorus just crashes in this song. Yeah. Like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like. She, like, wastes, she wastes no time. Mm-hmm. No. I appreciate that a lot. It's so much fun. But. This is just a windows down yeah. summer day. So fun. I forgot that she dated Connor Kennedy during this. And this song was inspired by Ethel and Bobby Kennedy. Really? Yeah. Which I just find very intriguing that yeah. she writes a song and puts it, I mean, not like surprising because she literally writes about her exes, but like an ex's family. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Kennedys in general, when but they're an American like family itself. Um, but again, like another like storytelling early last great American dynasty. I would take if she reworked the last great American dynasty to be about the Kennedys. I would listen to that like Lana Del Rey. You you can't say that with the last great American dynasty national anthem no that's not what I'm saying I'm saying you know that the last great American dynasty is just about her house I know why I've watched the movie can you say that like oh if only she would write about the Kennedys in this song the Kennedys didn't live in her house yeah I I just don't anyway um Claire can we start over Um, let's begin again Ryan <laughs> okay, I this song up until listening to this now was filler for me or again I was just like I was spent. Yes. Yeah, spent. you're worn out. Yeah. Was it used in a movie or something? Cuz listening to it it has that vibe. Because listening to it, it sounds like it belongs in like Twilight. It or has something. a cinematic touch to it, yeah. in the like lyrics of mm. like I don't know. There's actually took a deep breath in the mirror. Like it's it's, it's very. You're much. the main. It's the main character. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but the growth, the sadness, the happiness, the rewind, the present, it's all there. And also like this closes the standard edition. And I think this is such, yeah, this is flawless. If you take it from beginning to end, this is the standard edition is flawless. I didn't realize that this song got a lot of recognition. Yeah, I know. It several award nominations, yeah. American Country Awards and Grammys for Best Country Song. It this lost, is a country song. It lost the Critics' Choice Awards, but it won the BMI British Music. Right? Or is that dis- no? It says BMI Awards. <laughs> sure. On my notes. Yeah, but that was the like I said the close of to the, the standard edition. Mm-hmm. Um, a very pretty way to close. Very, and which like, is different because it closed change and long live. Yeah. So this is a different route. And this also, it's just like because the album is about like tumultuous toxic everything good bad ugly relationship and to end with a song like begin again is just like it's such a i don't know it's it's a circle moment yeah it really is and i i really do i have a lot more love for this song um now um, than I did before, um, which was um, the moment that I knew that uh, red is truly something that we do not deserve um, to get into the deluxe edition. Allison, would you like to take us? I would love to. <laughs> okay, for any theater people out there, I've been holding on to this comparison for years, and now I finally have the platform to share this revelation. So for anyone who is the hit musical Spring Awakening in 2008. What no. sounds familiar? Uh, oh my god. Okay. What's it sound like? The beginning of This is the moment I knew. Oh my gosh. That is wild. Wow. Wow. I will never look at this song no. again. Wow. What came out first? Spring Awakening. Duh. Yeah. 2008. Leah Michelle. Wow. Wow. That is insane. My I mind is. I saved as a voice memo on my phone comparing the two. Yeah. To myself. Why have I kept it all these years? Yeah. Why haven't you made a TikTok about it yet? <laughs> Seriously. There's your mash. I think you should. This is it. This is my mash. There's your mash talk. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, to explain what that just was. Left Behind of Spring Awakening, the opening intro is virtually the same as the opening of The Moment I Knew by Taylor Swift. What is that song about? Like, is there any similar story? Yeah, it's it's him, like, yelling at his dad for losing his son. No, that's um, those you've known. Left Behind, his dad, the John John Gallagher Jr., Moritz, commits suicide, and and it's like... His parent, not his mm-hmm. parent, but these parents weren't supportive. Right. Um, and so. Milk, you were singing. To his to dad, basically. His dad. Got it. Yeah. Got it. I was trying, I've only seen the show once. So. Yeah. Time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that came out in 2008 ish. This album yeah. came out in 2012. So, thus, to me, proving my theory that Taylor Swift is a massive theater kid. Um, But this song, it's just a little too similar that... But this song is so sad. So sad. I didn't realize how sad and heartbreaking it is. Like, Jake, you couldn't even show up for your girlfriend on her birthday? Yeah. And you said you would be there? Yeah. And you don't? On her 21st birthday... 
What? Kathy Hyatt, last five years. Another theater thing. It's so sad. Could you imagine? Oh, I would be devastated. I'd be devastated. I will say lyrically how it's put together, it doesn't match the mature, heavier sound compared to the actual story that's being told. But I... But like, but when it goes into the chorus, the chorus, yeah, I think that captures the maturity of what she's feeling. Like, what do you do? And the bridge, like, what do you do when? Like, I think that captures the Mm -hmm. like the full depth of it too. But I think in some ways, like the chorus makes like take like when you're that upset like the like almost like those first couple of feelings like you yeah. should have been there type of thing and then you get to the chorus and you realize like the depth That's of that i think it carries that all together yeah no agreed yeah. i couldn't i would not know what i would do no <laughs> like you i feel so bad no one deserves that um <laughs> Also, no one deserves to be put through this next song either. Um, <laughs> well, I somehow wrote big fan of this song. No, I wasn't until I listened to it. Yeah. No. Yeah, like I don't ever pick this song for fun, but listening to it, it was so gorgeous. Oh, no, exactly. The the lyrics of the delicate beginning rush, the feeling you can know so much without knowing at all. This is one of those moments where she puts into words a universal feeling in such a complex yet simple way. I remember those lyrics. I think it's like the beginning of the second verse. Um, Come back, be here. But it's this song got more points after this uh, this full listen for sure, for sure. And then um, I lost a lot of points with "Girl at Home." Did you know? Wait, I want to go back really fast. They speculate that "Come Back, Come Back, Be Here" is about Harry Styles potentially. (sighs) There's no way. Oh. Why do they think that? I don't know. Sorry, that was but like I feel like they try to do that with every song. This was twenty twelve. Never mind, I was thinking two thousand eight again. Um never mind. Yeah, they do kind of yeah. do that. Teardrops to my guitar. Harry Styles. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I want everything in my life to be about Harry Styles too, but it's not. Okay? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, Girl at Home. This song is stupid. Stupid. You, again, we're back to, like, Fearless Speak yeah. Now vibes. Yeah. Like, it's funny, because I wrote in my notes, I was like, oh, I feel like we've grown up since Better Than Revenge. Like, all of a sudden, like, she was yelling at this girl for taking right. her boyfriend, and now she's like, no, sir, I'm not going to be that girl. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. where, where is this coming from? This song is so from? corny, <laughs> obviously. But to me, I like it because it's, like, the sibling of Superman. But that being said, this doesn't really belong on Deluxe or if this album like, at all. Comeback, be here would have been a great ending for the yeah. Deluxe. Yes. Like begin again Correct. is for the standard. Yes. Like that. But like this song's fun. I don't even think it's fun. Really? I don't yeah, like. I, I have more fun with Stay, Stay, Stay okay. than I do with Girl at Home. And I think Stay, Stay, Stay is so juvenile. This is like, like as Girl country as I'll take it. Okay. Okay. I like Girl at Home more than I like Stay, Stay, Stay. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more, like... Yeah. I think there's a little more depth there. Like, when when she... The lyrics in Stay, 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 when she's like, and you put a football helmet on, like, shut up. Like, you're 23, and you're writing these lyrics of, like, oh, my boyfriend put a football helmet on because he said we wanted to talk. Like... I think it's funny. I think... If, but it's like the Carrie Underwood all-American boy. I just can't imagine that being in like a real conversation. Yeah, and I, 
And I'm Unless like, hey, he was the captain of the football team when you're in high school. <laughs> yeah, like we're we're in college past college. How do you have a football? Like you need to let go of your past. <laughs> right. And stop putting some pads up to have. And that, yeah. that's how you're having a conversation. Yeah. What? <laughs> at least with Again, girl at home. You embrace your womanhood with state of grace, and then it just and then took it, off from there. Where does it there. go? At least in girl yeah. at home, there's some sense of like. I'm not going to be that girl. Yeah. At, at least. But that's really where it gets me. That's yeah. the respect I have for this song. <laughs> Claire's flipping the chairs. Falling. <laughs> we're probably good because we'll probably break into a little fight with this for a treacherous demo. Claire, would you say this is similar to Forever and Always Piano Are version? Are you kidding? No. Okay, it is entire, entirely different. Entirely different. It sounds the exact same. What is the purpose of putting a demo version on right. an album? Like, why? Oh, I was going right. to say, I like this just as much as the original. I mean, because like, it's yeah, the it's same. Thank you, Ryan. the same thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like this just... Yeah, it's the exact same. It just feels a little wrong. Slower. Like, kind of... A little less tweaks here and there. Yeah, a little less mastery to it. There, That is entirely different than a demo version. I will say I do notice differences in the red demo recording that I don't like. Yes, because like. the backing goes... Oh. Okay. I don't the like... The vocals are very hard. Yeah. Is that why you're Yeah. Okay. I do know. It is too overwhelming. <laughs> like, that song is perfectly overwhelming, but then you add other people screaming at you or layers of voices, and I'm just like, ah, no. Like, I'm actually seeing different colors. Like, it's not it's not good. Okay. Or seeing so much that I'm now colorblind. I just truly don't see the purpose of a demo version. I... I why? Like, just cut it off. Then don't don't put these I in. I like what she did in 1989, which is like, here's a sample of like what it did sound like. But they they just sound so much different. You don't need to release the whole. thing. No, because I do love the 1989 deluxe with the demos and the voice memos. I mean, are when we? When she does her are, little pieces. Are we yeah. like making yeah. a fair argument with Long Ponds just being released? Like, what? Is that fair? No, that's that's an acoustic session. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Because no, it's like, ooh, are we crunching ourselves? No. Yes, I do love the 1989 job. It's a little time ago. Let me get to 1989. Um, all of the ways she takes the film recordings or whatever. I. That's like, so. I start with this, and I go. That's that but there's a story down. behind it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like this, you're just giving me the demo version. I'm like, okay, you sent it to someone. This they is gave before you, notes, you put it in the like. And now you put it. Machine. Great, but like I don't this. know the story. Like leading into this, like if she was like, if she had the treacherous original demo, and then the 30 second like recording that we got with like with 1989 and being like, and this is where we're at with the song, and this is what our thoughts were, and. Or like her even like when she when we've heard her start to like fiddle around on the piano or the guitar and like start to like mouth lyrics not mouth lyrics but like no 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 this slow business like getaway cars yeah, yeah exactly and then or like that moment that she has with Jack Antonoff and um and what are they singing getaway car. Is it getaway car that they have when that they, they recorded the bridge in like two seconds? Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. but I like the red and treacherous demos and state of grace. I don't I like state of grace acoustic. If I were to pick the my least favorite of these three, like re, I'm just. I mean, well, you, so how is that different than forever? Can't scale and always? this back. Because you can't scale it back. What is back. the difference? It's a different version. Because it sounds. 
friend. And <laughs> I'm okay with Santa Grace being touched in the two different ways. For everyone always. How are you? How are you? Okay. With Santa. I am. I am literally. I'm seeing Claire's logic right now. How are you okay? Because yourself in it. Okay, Welcome. we know that Forever and Always is one of her... <laughs> That's like, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I'm saying the same... Grace. I'm in this... I'm now Forever and Always-ing in State of Grace. Yeah. Like That's my only justification for Forever yeah. and Always is that <laughs> it's supreme. Yeah. And I hate that she touched it for a slow piano. State of Grace, I'll take any version of State of Grace. No, I won't. You stood by I'll take last State of Grace episode Studio and let him Grace say Wyatt. all of those things. <laughs> I didn't have fun with it. I, I agreed with what he was saying. And do you understand my... <laughs> I just want to say no and keep it going for a bit. But, um, I see where you're coming from. Right. <laughs> that means I have to go back and listen to Forever and Always Piano version, and I'm not going to ever do that because it was so worthless. For the sake of the craft, I yeah. think you have to. <laughs> if you're going to make this argument, you have to. Ryan, you need to put in a stretch with the class that she's coming okay. to and force it. I don't know. You're coming to a fucking class. <laughs> like, this is like, this is just a double standard. That's, I think, where I'm frustrated. Because I haven't even said, I haven't even said my opinions on this song. Oh, yeah, what is I'm just frustrated yeah. by the double standard Tell of us this. About what do you think? Treacherous Emma, is that what we're talking about? We're talking about Cedar Grace Acoustic okay, version. Yeah. We just jumped <laughs> very quickly. Um, I mean, it's it's good. I, I will say I appreciate Forever and Always piano version more than I like Cedar Grace Acoustic version. I would take... No. Never mind. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I was going to say I would take State of Grace piano version, but no. Because, like, State of Grace Acoustic, it's already, like, you're using a guitar in State of Grace. Are you using a piano in Forever and Always? No, because it's no. rock. It's a it rock song. And that's what I'm but saying. But that's my point. That's why I think there I like... There is some departure. That's where I like it more. But like Forever and Always, State of Grace doesn't have a turndown. Well, she... State of Grace she, has one She side. gave it a turndown. Well, I don't like it. Okay, there you go. Thank you for your argument. I, I, I like the Forever and Always piano version more than I like the State of Grace. I think her voice sounds really airy and almost too airy in how she's singing this. I don't get it. This song, like I said, is the first time I've ever heard her, like, command, command, and, like, hold you close and like scream and sing and all that and now I'm like don't let go of me I think the state of grace acoustic kind of follows haunted with the dark you think that's dark no it's not dark at all yeah it's gentle but okay maybe I think there's something underlyingly so sad about this acoustic version that works it's eerie because I'm wondering like why would you ever do this I'm scared of your mental state for wanting to pull back this song I don't think the bonus (laughs) but but again that's how I feel with Claire would you take A state of grace acoustic or a state of grace like I'm thinking Alesso City of Dreams remix. (laughs) Is there a third door? Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) 
so glad I thought of this. <laughs> and it's it's going to be recorded. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to anyone listening, reminder, Claire hates remixes. Anything. Especially this is going to be a mashup remix. <laughs> so. So. <laughs> That's who sings it, right? The City of Dreams, Alesso, I think. Why can't I pick? There are no EDM heads listening to this. Who am I kidding? Yes, it's Alesso. I was right. Why? Can and you, Dirty I don't South. even remember what that song says. Everything seems like a city of dreams. I never know why. But then that breakdown. See, you know what? I would actually take like a remix together, and I think it would work really well with this. State of Grace into every teardrops of waterfall. Oh, fun. Okay, but the Swedish House Mafia every teardrop is waterfall. I I will give it that one because that never, ever, ever fails, and every time I get to go home to that in Soul Cycle class, I want to cry. Wow. Okay, so you would. Therefore, your answer. I, you would take a remix I, over no, an acoustic version. Now you're version. zooming out too much. You didn't no. give the proper moment. I was because I don't like that Alessio song, and that's the option okay. you gave me. Okay, then fine. The State of Grace, Every Teardrop, Swedish House Mafia versus State of Grace Acoustic. I just want you to say I'd take a remix of the song as opposed to the acoustic. I don't. I don't know because I love. I like folk acoustic. So do I, but this song doesn't need it. Yeah, do you really want? Yeah, do you really want State of Grace to share? Do you really want it to share the stage with every teardrops of waterfall? Oh, I mean, like that's like uh, if Brad Pitt and Jen Aniston had a kid. Can I take a live version? What? 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 Oh, like she like brings out? No, like just no, just just State of Grace live. No, no. Because that's the same thing, just with a little crowd. Anyway. I don't know. I think I'm torn. We I, all heard. The, we all heard no, her answer. You're putting words in my she mouth. picked the remix. I didn't pick a remix. So, if you can, if someone can, would, if someone was willing to mix that. I will. <laughs> I'll do it. Well. Garage band. <laughs> okay. You, you know what? You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I can't do it. I didn't um, say that. Oh my god. <laughs> well, tune in next week to hear Ryan's mashup. I know. State of Grace and every teardrop is a waterfall. Yeah, you didn't do a Thanksgiving mix this year, so let's see what you do with this. This is your Brilliant. challenge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that well, does it. That does it for red. I am wiped personally. Two hours. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, the to speak of our original demo version, it is coming at over two hours. So, so interested to see where um where we fall. Hopefully, something send, as brilliant as it's treacherous. It's Giving Tuesday, so send donations to Allison Leonard for yeah. the work that she is doing for us. Yep. As always, thank you for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe, and um, keep posting them on your stories as well. And thank you for all the the feedback, whether it's been generous. Um, um, whether it's been honest, whether it's been at times not so kind, um, we'll take it all. Yeah. You know, we're putting her up to the mirror and we deserve to do the same, to be put up to exactly. the same. Um, but until next time. You know, you love us. We love you. XOXO. C. A. R. J. L. Taylor. 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 Taylor.